Welcome to the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast. We help you put social media to work for your church. Social media is your opportunity to engage your community all week long, reach new people, and start new conversations. Every week, we bring you a dose of practical, tactical, skill-building training as we talk to communicators, church leaders, and members of our team. Are you ready? Let's get to today's session. Well, hey, friends, it's Kenny Jang for another session of the Church Butler Lunch and Learn. Uh, today is something that is going to raise expectations for future guests. I'm telling you, today's going to be the gold star, this golden standard of our Lunch and Learns. Um, I've got Phil Bowdle here uh, with us today who's going to share some magic uh, across church communications and just rock your world welcome to the show <laughs> phil what a, what a what a build-up is that oh i feel like no matter what i'm gonna let you down in some way so but either uh, way it's good to be here with you today absolutely not anyone who knows you phil um is that you deliver every single time now let's just tell people a little bit about who you are you're the creative arts pastor at west Ridge church one of the most creative ministries that i know in northwest atlanta um you also speak you consult that's where we've met so many different types um, and then you coach churches on how they can rethink communication for the churches. And I think it's been the prompting of many people probably that surround you to say, hey, you need to write a book and share your wisdom. And so today we're using that as an excuse to talk about your brand new book that just came out this week. It's called Rethink Communication, a playbook for, uh, to clarity and communicate everything in your church. And already it's a number one bestseller on Amazon in the church growth category. Um, so proud of you. And again, welcome to the conversations today. Hey, thank you, man. It was, it's, it's great to be here. I'm, it's, it's fun. Any chance I get to, to talk to church communicators is a good day. Um, so I, I love getting the book out there. I'm just relieved to have it hit the world instead of be on my computer screen um, over the last six months or so. So it, yeah, it's, it's good to be here. And we were talking in the, uh, the pre-interview uh, in uh, talking about like just how rapidly you wrote this book. But I think what it is... Um, it's an artifact of that you've just been doing this for so long and that you are so process driven and that so getting it out of your brain wasn't the chore. Some, you know, some writers take two, three, four, five, ten years to get this thing out. Um, I'm, and again, I think it's a blessing to the church that you've been able to get this out so quickly and onto the street. So it's a practical tool in everybody's hands. Um, so let, let's start from the very beginning. Um, to zoom out and just give people a perspective, you know, why did you think that this book needs to be written? Rethink communication. Why, why do we need to rethink communication? Well, for me, I grew up in the church. I literally grew up on the front pew of the church with my dad being a pastor. Mom was a children's director. Um, so I've seen, I've seen the church for my whole life. And um, I think as I've seen um, the church change, I've also seen culture change. I mean, I remember when my dad got his first typewriter. I remember when he got his first computer. That was in my lifetime, which makes me feel really, really old. Um, <laughs> but I think it also means a lot has changed in the last 30 years. And as I've gotten into this space and as, as my God's drawn my heart, not to just um, to you know, impact our church, but also to just come alongside church communicators and church leaders everywhere. The conversations I have is that um, while um, while the methods of communication have changed completely, um, the practices of how people communicate in their churches has not really changed in the last 30 years. And so 
what the biggest thing that drew me to, to writing this book is that um, th there's a whole new reality that we have um, to, to that we need to understand to be able to effectively communicate our message because we don't have a message problem. We have the greatest message ever. So we don't have a message problem. We have a message delivery problem. And so to, to fix that message delivery problem, we really need to understand the new reality for people, how people attend church, which is very different than it used to be. Um, how they engage with the church, which is very different than it used to be, and also the the attention span and all and how to break through the noise and, and the clutter that everybody has. So there's a new reality for all those things that we have to understand. And so what drew me to write the book is I wanted to try to write a playbook for how you can clear, clarify and communicate any message in your church, and um, do that off of the new reality of communication um, because the old playbook doesn't work anymore. Yeah, and I think you make that point very early on in the book, and I think it's very insightful that it's a very small thing that a lot of people gloss over or take casually, and it's not that the message of the church is bad or that you have it wrong, um, but this message delivery issue, what, I mean, what do you think led to that? Like, how did, the, how did we stall as communicators? Is it... You know, and, and the function of a church communicator, church marketer, is relatively new in mo many churches. Yeah, no um, doubt. And, and again, the, the, the whole business of the church is you are, even from a pastor's point of view, you are a herald of the book. You are a communicator of the scriptures. Communication is the core of what the church does. And yet, how did the church miss it? Why do you, why do you think that is? Well, um, I don't know about what your experience has been, but um, I, I haven't found too many churches that like and enjoy change. <laughs> so, uh, and most people don't. And, and so I think the reality is for a long time, the playbook didn't have to change um, for how people communicated. The message worked. Um, you could assume that when you communicated, um, because Sunday was sacred for the most part, and the church was often the center of the community for families and for a lot of people, um, you could make a lot of assumptions and keep the same playbook for a long time and get your message across. As culture has changed, as, as everything's really changed around us, I think what churches are realizing is what they learned in seminary, um, you know, the, the playbook that was passed down to them all of a sudden isn't working. And so what you see is people with a great message that are just frustrated trying to figure out what do, what do I need to do differently? Do I need to speak louder? Or do I need to get um, you know, do I need to just start blitzing people with more and more and more when I think what happens is sometimes that actually creates a divide between the church and everybody else because we're actually putting up barriers instead of removing them in the process. Um, so it's a, it's a scary thing, but I think, well, it's, I mean, I, I, many pastors I've talked to that are like, you know, our attendance is going down, you know, we're, we're a little bit worried, our giving's going down and people are engaging differently and we don't know what to do. And, and Usually what I try to do is talk people off the ledge to say, okay, the reality that we have is, um, yeah, things are changing, but our mission is still the same. Our why is still the same. We still get to do um, the job that God called us to do, and that's to go and make disciples, go and proclaim the gospel. And the cool thing is the old playbook doesn't work, but we have all brand new opportunities, greatest opportunities we've ever had in communicating the gospel. And now we get to get hungry about how do we communicate that in, in a new and fresh way. I didn't say it was going to be easy because it's oh, really yeah. hard to break through the noise, harder than ever before. But how, what, I mean, at the click of a button, you have the chance to do ministry. You know, at the, 
in, in your own home, you know, a, a bivocational pastor can do ministry on Facebook, um, you know, and, and have a chance to build relationships and connect with people in ways that, that the disciples would have dreamed of, you know, back in the day. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I, I think there's no reason to freak out, but there is a reason to recalibrate and say, Hey, we need to, we need to take a fresh look at how we can communicate the greatest message we ever have. Cause it's not the message it's the delivery. And so it's time for us to change that. So, um, practically speaking, can we talk about the structure of the book? Because I do think yeah. this is, it's a little bit of a unicorn of a book because it's not, um, just workbook, practical tools, um, you know, an instruction manual tutorial, but yet at the same time, you still have, it's not just the, you, t you give the overview, you give the why you give the big picture, but it's not that only either. Um, and you break the book into a couple different sections, right? So can we just walk through that? So you give a yeah, very 10,000 foot overview of what you're trying to do with the book. So you have this introduction, you have this section called new reality. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, why is that important to go through that and talk through that first before the rest of the book? Sure. So in, in the first section, what I try to do is lay a foundation of breaking the assumptions that most churches have. Um, and that's that you can't do it the way that you used to do it because there's a new reality for how people attend, engage, um, and, and engage with the church. And there's a new reality for their attention span and how we yeah. can grab attention. Right. Those, those so, three things, right? The, yeah. the, the attendance is different. The way we engage is different. Um, the way we, uh, it, you get the attention of the church yep. is, is different today. Yeah, so it, what I try to do in each of those sections is try to build a bridge for the pastor, for the communications leader, for the ministry leader to just make sure we're on the same foundation of knowing here's the new reality. So, for, for example, one of the first things I talk about is, is the area of attendance. Um, it, I mean, it, if you're involved in church world at all, I think you've probably seen the attendance looks different now than it did probably even five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It, it's, and it's most of the time, it's not going up. It, it's often going down. But what's interesting is it doesn't mean that people are leaving your church. It just means that they're attending less frequently. Right. And so your church could be growing in number of people that call your church home, but the reality may be that your weekly attendance number is going down. And so the, the, this concept really, really challenged me as a leader of, of thinking through as we were identifying for our own church, what's the weekly, um, it, what's the average attendance for the, for the average attender? And what we were learning is about, you know, five years ago, the average person came every two to three weeks. Well, now it's more like the average person comes every four to six weeks. Yeah. And so, you know, there, there's a couple of reactions you could have to that one. It's a little bit, it, it is sad, but that's the reality. That's the, that's the new reality for that person. That doesn't mean we're going to get stuck there, but that means that that's where we're working from. And so what haunted me as a, as a leader was thinking, okay, we can't make the assumption that when we communicate on a Sunday that we're communicating to everybody <laughs> because the reality is we're, we have eight to 10 opportunities a so year. True. Yeah, we have eight to 10 opportunities a year to talk to somebody in person. And so that means that we can't plan our services the same way. Um, that means that we really need to make sure we're being intentional about how we communicate, not just for the week, but for the month. We have to think about how we're engaging that, that communication in, in different ways and, and just building a new playbook for how that works. So I try to leave that out a little bit there. And then, you know, quickly through the others, talking about engagement. Um, I think the, the old playbook would say, 
you build your ministry strategy around how um, what you do when people come inside the walls of your church. And I think the new reality for, for what we're all seeing is people are checking you out online well before they ever step to the front doors of your church. They're checking you out on Facebook. They're talking to you on there. They're seeing if you're answering the comments. Um, just like we all do with restaurants. Like I don't, I, I can't remember the last time I went to a restaurant without checking it out online, seeing reviews. I want the, I want the picture before I go in there and waste my time or waste my money. So I think it's no different for the church that we have to take the old playbook of just thinking about, okay, when they come to us, um, we'll be able to um, engage with them in ministry. And the reality is we have to think physical and digital. That's the new reality for us as church leaders. And so um, that means that we, there's some things that we need to rethink for our staff, you know, or for our leadership, for how we communicate and how we engage the, the digital space because they work closely together better, more than ever before. And they can both work to fulfill your mission. It, it, I think you're, you're, there's so many things that you just brought up that we as communicators in the church really need to tackle or it's like stop treating them as the elephant in the room mm-hmm. and let's be practical um yeah it's it's it's, um i I love the fact that you're bringing surfacing all these issues so that we can talk about them as a team internally as a ministry etc there's a section in the middle of the book that that before you get to the real heavy duty practical tactical stuff is called the message and the microphone um i personally love that section it's like the a, a jewel that you just packaged in the middle of the book um, it's actually relatively early in the book because the back half is so thick with practical juiciness. Um, so it, you share your concern for how communication has looked like far more like a service department than an actual ministry. From your perspective, like quickly, what what do you think needs to change at this point? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it, it, it's a little side fact that I almost, that was the last section that I really wrote in the book because as I was reading that, it just didn't feel right to not have that ah. heartbeat in the, in the middle. That's why it was just kind of crammed in there. Um, but I think it's already just from feedback. I think that's been, that's probably the most important section in the book. It's almost like, I think if you had a sitcom and the sitcom would spin off another show, <laughs> that's, that's the part that you can yeah. unpack and has so much depth and character to it that you could really, dive into because it is so it, it's so yeah. rich right like and so i love the fact that you're saying yeah this was something you did not want to leave the book and just send it to the printer with, making sure that you put it in there yeah um, well, talk about the, it. like why yeah why the reason that that's a different perspective so it, to outline the book I, I laid that foundation for the new reality for um how people attend engage um the church and, and their attention span and then i get into the playbook for how to communicate it but the challenge is, is if communication leaders, the people that God has gifted with a passion, with talent, with resources, with a heart to reach people with the gospel through physical and digital ways, and they have the creativity to do that, if we don't empower those people to be able to, to use their, their gifts as a ministry um, and start looking them not just as button pushers and bulletin stuffers and a service department, if we can't move them away from being a services department and rethink them as a ministry, then we're never going to actually be able to rethink communication in a way that we can further the gospel in, in today's culture. And so that's what I try to lay out there is that we've somehow be, stuffed these gifted, talented people 
um, that are using tools like social media and design and art and song and all these things. We've, we've crammed them into this small little box to say, hey, we, we're going to hand this to you at the very end of the process. So we've already done our thing over here, but just make it look pretty. You know, just go over there and hey, just announce it to everybody real quick. Just make sure everybody knows about it. Um, and they're the bad guys when things go go wrong. They they never get the credit when things go right. And that's not what it's the credit isn't what it's about. It's mission. And so I think in today's culture, we are we have to equip and empower the incredible, gifted, talented um, artists to be able to to use the tools that God's given them to be able to partner with ministry leaders, to partner with pastors, because the reality is the pastor, the ministry leader, they may have the message that, that needs to be conveyed. And the cool thing about the communication leaders and, and creative leaders is they love the message and there's usually continuity with the, the, the message. That's not the issue. But the challenge is if we can get the people with the message to partner with the people with the megaphone, with the ability to actually say, hey, I know how to use social media. So I know how to get your message out to more people, but it may take us rethinking a, little, a few little things to partner together on this. If we can get those two people to work together, like dangerous things can happen. Incredible things can happen. And so that's why I think it's so critical for, for a pastor to read that part and say, you know what, I've probably missed what the, the ministry role of communication is. And so I want to figure out how I can better tap into that. But I also think it's really critical for the communication leader to not just um, to read that section and know that their role is not just um, to stuff bulletins and be a service department. If they can rethink their role as ministry leader, it, it changes everything. It changes your why and it changes the impact that you can have and, and to really fulfill what God's given you. So I think you're going to spark a lot of conversations on teams with that type of wisdom and thoughtfulness. Um, I love it. And I'm, I'm already like highlighting things that I'm going to go back and go back and go back to. Um, the other flip side, I just want to jump ahead because you go through actual playbook, you go through things like um, literally the proper way to brainstorm and cultivate a safe environment for your team so that you pull out the creativity. Because I think one of the things that we know you for is your creativity. It's not your systems processes, the nerdiness of the job. I think most people look at you for inspiration and the creativity. <laughs> And I love that you're pulling back the curtain a little bit and say, this is how we do it. Yeah. And a lot of it is, um, I think you have a great quote from Stephen Brewster in there talking about how creativity is a muscle, right? Mm -hmm. And that it is something that you need to, to look at it almost as if you're going to the gym or something on a routine basis. It's not, it's not something that just always is um, a shower thought and then it's like, wah right? Like the kind of, yeah. So I, um, I appreciate that practical nature of it. There's one area that I love that um, you talk about mall kiosks, rethinking the mall kiosks. <laughs> and so maybe, um, yeah. you know, and there's, there's a, a bunch of other things in there that I think are a little bit, they're fun, surprising, but also critical when you look at it, how you're thinking about it. How does Phil really thinking about this? Can you just share with us about the mall kiosks um, and what you're yeah. talking about? Well, so I go in the last section of the book, it's called Rethink and Rework. And it really is, this is where the rethink idea really came to, came to be because I, I think for us to communicate well, there are some things that we need to, to rethink about how we think and how we yep. approach communication. And so what I try to do by that is talk about a recent trip for me to the mall of, and literally open the doors, walk around the corner, and I'm there just for one thing. I have one thing that I need to get. So I'm on a mission. I'm a fast walker too. You should see me. 
And uh, so I'm on a mission, ready to go, turn around the corner, and I just get swarmed by mall, mall walkers. Um, and um, so th that's where the story started. But then okay, on my way to just figure out where I need to go, I need to get a map and I need to know where to go. And just within one section of the mall, I am just bombarded by people that want to spray cologne on me, that want me to change my wireless carrier, that want me to do, they're just trying to, they want so many things from me in this moment. And I'm, my approach is like, I just want to get my one thing. Like, I'm just here for that. I'm not here for the cologne. I'm sorry. I'm sure it smells great, but it's not, that's not why I'm here. And so what I try to do is to, through that, try to contrast what the experience was that I've had in churches before too. And the experience doesn't look too different. Unfortunately, the reality was I would go through those doors at a church. And what I really wanted to do is have an experience and encounter with God. And what I get, what my true experience was, is I get bombarded with um, bulletins and stage announcements, literally like 10 minutes plus of announcements and all these different encounters of things that people, that the church wants from me and really what, um, what I want from the posture of the church is I want them to be leading that church in a way for what God wants for me, not what the church wants from me. And so that's what I try to help people rethink in that way is that if we can change our posture as the church, if we can change our posture and how we communicate away from what we want for, um, from people and more towards what we want for people, it changes everything. Like it changes how we say things. It changes from, Hey, we want you to be in a group because our goal is to get this many more people in a group. So we think it's really important. Make sure you sign up or, you know, we need more people in the nursery. The nursery's overrun. So make sure we need, we need 10 people here to step up and, and be nursery workers. Like that's, that's what we want from people, but flip that same message and say, you know, do you know God wired you to serve? Do you know that God wired right. you with a heart to serve others? So what we want to provide as a church is opportunities to serve in an area of your passion where you can make a difference. So what we want to encourage you to do is every single person here has an opportunity to serve. We have needs in the nursery, in student ministry, in, you know, uh, in our worship environment, all these things. So there's a place for you. Same exact message, but different communication tactic. So that's what I want people to be able to walk away from that little section is just to change their posture and rethink their posture from what we want from people instead of, uh, and move towards what we want for people. Um, as we move to close this conversation, I feel like I could talk to you for hours or days on this stuff. Um, you know, some of the pushback we get from a lot of the resources and the conferences and the th products out there is that the average church is small. It, mm -hmm. It's not a mega church. It's not 1,000 people. It's not even 500 people or more. Um, what would you say to the person in the 100-person church, 200-person church, even a 300-person church, which is large mm -hmm. by our standards today in North America? Um, can you share some, I guess, impart some um, encouragement or just, you know, some hope or some practical, like, because I think they feel overwhelmed. At least yeah. that's, the, that's the feedback I'm getting at. And even looking at your book, which I think is a great, um, it really is a gift to the church because um, you're giving them this practical outlines and step-by-step step and, and they're, you're, they're, you're showing and revealing the, the grids and the calendars you're using personally. Mm -hmm. It's still overwhelming for a lot of people. Sure. Um, how, what would you say to that person that says, this is great. You've got 
a huge church and team and um, you're a whippersnapper. You've been doing this. This is all intuitive to you, but I'm not like that. I'm either a solo pastor or an assistant or I'm part-time or I don't have 15 volunteers. How am I going to get this all done? What would you say to that person? Uh, well, first I would say I wrote this book for you. I didn't write this for big churches. I hope it's practical for big churches, but I wrote it for a church like my dad led, which was a small church with not a big staff. Um, and um, because I think there's a, if we're not careful as for those leading in smaller churches, if we're not careful, we'll say, Hey, when we get to this point, then we'll tackle this. When we get to, you know, 600 people or 500 people, then we'll make that higher. And I think there's an assumption we, we are making when we do that, that we need to break um, is we make the assumption that communication is somebody else's job. And the reality is communication is everybody's job now. It may not have been that way before, um, but the reality is we all have a role to play in communication. So it's not something you can outsource um, completely. There's tools that you provide, that other people provide that are great that will help come alongside you. Um, but, the, but the reality is, is if we want to fulfill our mission, um, you know, Jesus gave us the why, but he didn't give us the how. And I think in today's culture, uh, it doesn't mean that we have to let the area of communication be the, the driver of all our time. But if we aren't carving out some time to get better at this, then the, then the reality is, is we may be not fulfilling the mission at the greatest capacity that we could um, if we aren't helping really rethink, rethink how we are doing communication. And so what I try to do in the book is I, I talk to the same people and I know um, what I don't hear is that people are sitting around saying, hey, I've got like 20 extra hours a week. Tell me what I can fill that time with. Um, nobody's saying that. But what they are saying is, hey, if you can help me shape my thinking about something and help me see something I'm not currently seeing and come alongside me and give me a tool that I can tweak and customize and use for my own church, um, then I'm in. And so that's really what I, what I try to do there is to give you templates um, and, and to say, Hey, here's a way that you can, here's a starting point and here's a way to do this. Um, this isn't a playbook for the big church. This is a playbook for the church to help them rethink. And hopefully, and honestly, I think some of these things for a pastor, this will help them hopefully rethink a little bit of how they communicate in their message, um, and their sermons. You know, if you're a ministry leader, it may help you be more targeted yeah. and specific about how you're leading your student ministry and understanding the barriers that that target audience has and all those things. So Communication really is at the foundation of everything we are already doing. Let's just get better at it. So um, where can everybody pick up your book? Can you share the URL or where, you know, where they need to go? And you can go to rethinkcommunicationbook.com. And on there, you can get all the, um, the links to go everywhere. You can search Rethink Communication. Um, Phil Bowdle at, uh, if you just go on Amazon, you can find it there. If you're a team leader or a, a pastor and you want to get this for your team, go to rethinkcommunicationbook.com um, there and you can get, we, we specifically laid out some, um, like some pre-order uh, or some order bonuses right now, but also um, a discount for staff reads so that, that hopefully this isn't something that one person's reading on your staff, but oh, I hope not. Yeah, this is this hope something that a couple people can read together and help sharpen their thinking together. And then um, plans for an audiobook? Is audiobook coming out or what's that? <laughs> so I will tell you, that is the number one question I've gotten and it's been a surprise to me. I, I'm not um, I'm not a pro author yet. This is my first go around. So I'm learning a lot through this process. And 
uh, a lot of people are are asking that same question. So I've already had some conversations with the publisher around that same. Or can you just call so. me every night and read the <laughs> chapter every night somebody, before you go to bed? Somebody did just tweet me last night saying, "Hey, I, I am driving, so I do. Is there a chance that you can give me a call and, and finish up? Because I, I was right. They were right on that um, that <laughs> chapter on the um, the message in the megaphone. They're like, I don't want to miss this part. Can you give me a call? So. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be keeping you posted there on the, it, it is quite interesting in the habits that people are looking at audio first as a preferred method now in today's yeah. culture, yeah. but I will call out and we had this big discussion before this interview. I love the physical book, the layout, the visual engagement that you've provided. This is not, I guarantee you, uh, your money back. If you disagree with me that this book visually is a great book to, it's almost like um, Gary's V book, you know, um, Jab, 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 Right Hook. You can't, you can't get the whole picture unless you get the hard copy of the book. And so whether or not you get the audio now or later, um, I think you definitely need to pick up the physical book because it, it definitely is practical and so visual. Again, you're seeing the charts, you're seeing all the processes. He's showing you literal filled out its snippets to show examples. Um, it's a, so much visual. And then the pullout quotes and then the inspiration. Uh, I think you guys have done a great job in packaging and, and the form factor that you've actually provided. So, Well, here's what I can promise you is that if we don't get the audio bit going fast enough here in the next couple of weeks, just reach out to Kenny and I promise you money back. He will read the book for you. Uh, so. <laughs> hey, I, maybe, maybe that's what we'll do. <laughs> yeah, like a fire, have a campfire. And uh, read a little bit every day. We should. We uh, we actually should have a book club going on. Maybe that's what we'll do here at Church Butler. Um, you know, in fact, I will do that call out. If you're interested in doing a book club read, where every week we do uh, a small chapter or a piece of the book over the next several weeks, um, reach out to me or uh, ping us in the Facebook. We've got the, the social media for churches Facebook group. And I'll put up a post and we'll put up a poll. And if we get enough people, I think that's what we'll do. We all buy the book. We'll have a schedule and we'll read it together. And then maybe we can twist Phil's arm to come in and actually join us for one session or two. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that would be a cool thing. I do think this is one of those things that when you read together, discuss, reflect, and share experiences, you will get more out of this. And more, it's not uh, knowledge transfer it's being empowered to think differently and approach your ministry differently. And uh, for many of you, it might be the first time where you're able to take a leadership role in your team um, and your ministry and your community. And this is something that I've seen this happen before in coaching. I'm sure, Phil, you do that when you coach people. When people get empowered in the, in the communications role, they become a voice where people are respecting and trusting things completely change, right? Yeah. Well, just to speak to that, I know there's probably some church communication leaders out there that don't feel like leaders. Um, yeah. I know most of the people I, I, I talk to, they, they don't feel like leaders. And I, I get that. And I, I really want you to know, I did write this book for you. And this isn't to sell more books. It, Kenny would be the first to tell you, you don't make money on books. That's not why I'm doing this. What I want to do is actually write something that would be a bridge for you and that pastor and also to write it in a way for a pastor that it does it feels relevant to them um, and that's why there's so much intentionality behind um, this for the pastor so that they could lean into that conversation with you and so i hope that that can be a bridge for you that you can you can start that conversation with other people on your team uh, or hand that to a pastor and hopefully they'll be able to start conversations with you as well yeah awesome well 
Phil, thank you so much for uh, spending some time. I know this week in particular is extra busy for you. Um, you got to get off to the next interview. But before you go, some people here are going to be um, really interested in the topic. They probably have pre-ordered it by now. You should have uh, pre-ordered it or ordered it on Amazon right now as you've been listening. Um, what is the best way if someone wants to reach out and t uh, get in touch with you directly, either to ask you a question give you some feedback, encouragement, or even look up and see how they might even get engaged with your coaching for the team or themselves. Yeah. Um, what's the best way to do it? Can you share some of your digits with everybody? Yeah, well, if you get the book, I actually do leave my digits in there. I leave my phone number. So if you get the book, you can reach out to me um, that way. But Great. Um, also, just email me, phil at philbowdle, B-O-W-D-L-E. So phil at philbowdle.com. You can go to my website and contact me that way. Facebook, Twitter. Um, the good thing about my name is nobody else has it um, that I know of. So pretty much any username, you can just search Phil Battle and, um, and there I'll be. But probably fastest way is to email me or text me. And thank you so much for being accessible to us, but also to the people here that are listening in today. Very, very excited that you have this resource out. Um, I'm going to pester you for that audiobook because I think that's something that... <laughs> We re our community sorely needs um, to evangelize and get this out further. Um, but again, uh, this is a gift to the kingdom. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and knowledge uh, with us today here too. I really appreciate it, Kenny. Thanks so much. Everybody else, thank you so much for chiming in. It's another wrap for the Lunch and Learn. Um, as you guys know, this is the place that uh, we're doing this for you, not for me. Um, let us know who you want on the Lunch and Learn. What are the topics you want to dive into? Um, I know this one is going to be a smash shit just from the feedback we've gotten from others. Um, we want to continue this role. So let us know who else you want to hear from uh, or topics. Uh, remember, this is something that I think what we want to do is start to shape a community of peer-to-peer -peer support for each other. And um, the resources that we're trying to build at Church Butler are aiming to do that. You can find the transcript, the video of this interview, uh, more information on the podcast at www.butler.church. I'm Kenny Jang. Till next time, um, remember, be blessed and be a blessing. If you enjoyed today's session, please help us share resources like today's Lunch and Learn with more church communicators across the country. The best way for you to help is to thumb up this episode and leave some feedback on iTunes. It really makes a difference. And for more information on our online training platform and done-for-you social media graphic services, visit our website at www.butler.church. Connect with us on our blog, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter using our handle at The Church Butler. Don't forget to join us every week right here for our next installment of the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast.